At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What is up, my friends? Let's do this. We are in business for yet another day. My goodness. All right, folks. Hello to you all as you gather around. Um, when you get this show, if you, when you listen to the audio podcast, you know what? I'll save that. Let me just get into the intro. It is the uh, 10th of June. Oh, my gosh. It's my brother Paul's birthday. Hold on. I, I got to call him get him on the show. Forgot. I, I just realized it just now. Uh, the 10th of June, 2021. The show comes to you each and every day from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. The Eric Zane Show podcast begins now. Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, everyone. Kenny from Nashville here. And after a long day of listening to some crappy death metal, and Google I like to unwind with the Eric Zane Show podcast. Yeah. Death. Here's your host, Eric Zane. Welcome in. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every weekday. Oh, I gotta put this thing on Discord. This is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day. And uh, I'm so glad that you are here. You can get it one of many ways. First of all, Discord, I've got the, uh, I've got the link. In fact, I'm, I'm going to post the link right now to the chat uh, for the video live streams. Uh, just give you an opportunity to uh, check that out. Uh, if you only want to listen to the show live as it happens, that has not yet been perfected because when I play audio sound clips, you can't hear it through the Discord, but that is in the works. But if... Uh, in a pinch, you don't want to have the video stream running. You can take care of it that way. So uh, hello to all those folks on Discord. Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Uh, if you could retweet it, not retweet it. Gosh, I'm, I'm already struggling. Share it and like it. That would be awesome. Uh, that is brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Twitter, back on Twitter. A Periscope video. If you could retweet it. And with a snarky comment, that is brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And then on YouTube, the almighty YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel, bell notification, thumbs up. Thank you. Thank you. Instagram, Eric Zane Show, brought to you by the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And then, of course, you can email me anytime. Ben says, retweet my great jokes. Oh, you asshole. Son of a bitch. Ben, I'm going to send you a link. I'm going to send you a link right now. And you got you to gotta, um, gotta join me. I'm going to email it to you. Let's do an impromptu Ben and Eric Patreon podcast as you get ready for work. Okay? So I'm sending it your way. 
Subject, click this, bitch. I'm sending it your way, and then you'll be on this show for me for a Thursday morning as you get ready for work. Or if you actually are at work by now. That would be fun. Uh, ben and I will be doing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast uh, tomorrow night with a live audience on Zoom. Uh, that is so much fun. We have a great time. We just, you know, oh, my God, do our thing just like the old days. Times 10, okay? It was so out of hand last week. We were looking at Ben's baby pictures and drawing fake dicks on it. True story. So you don't want, you don't want to miss that level of entertainment where uh, we're, we're drawing fake dicks on Ben's baby picture. Okay. Shall I email me on the Shoreliner Striping Inbox, eric at ericzaneshow.com, and off you go. God, there's a lot of stuff I want to get to that just kind of popped into my brain, and I'm forgetting most of it as we speak. Um, this little show note, I just started cross-promoting the show with another podcast. Uh, boring shit, but I just signed up the show onto a brand new platform. You've heard me talk about Audio Boom in the past. Audio Boom is done. I um, have a new platform that I put the show on, and um, the new platform allows me to cross-promote my show on other shows. So when you're listening to the audio podcast on whatever, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, um, you need to... Um, uh, there at the start of it, there's a little advertisement for another show called Sips, Suds, and Smokes. They talk about whiskey and, and, and liquor and beer and cigars. These two dudes get together and chit-chat about that sort of thing. I think it's a, a weekly show, but it's apparently pretty popular. And they reached out to me and they said, hey, we'll do, can we do a one-minute commercial on your show, promoting our show, and then you do the same thing on our show? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. That's a great way to build an audience. So this new platform has that capability, which helps your old pal Eric. So it's basically me saying, hey, listen to my stupid show. And then uh, the listeners of that show may or may not click on this. And uh, hopefully with a little bit of luck, we'll be able to cultivate even more audience. That's all that we're trying to do there. So when you listen to the audio podcast, um, don't, uh, don't bounce by that. It happens, uh, first, it happens very right at the beginning. If you ever hear any type of announcement before the actual podcast gets started, whether it be a cross promote like that or an actual client, uh, stay with it, stay with it. All right, Ben, waiting for you to log in, click that bitch so we can see you at work, at least for a minute. You got to say something for God's sake. Click the link, Ben. I just sent it to you. It's that simple. Okay. My brother Paul turns, I think, 61 today. Oh, my God. Now, Paul hasn't been on. Uh, Paul's been on with me in, in the past. I can't remember all the uh, instances. I think there was one moment I talked to Paul when I was on Z93 with um, Joe from the Joe and the Poor Boy show. And I had a conversation with him about something that happened to him when he was in law. Your call has been forwarded ah, to shit. an automatic working one time uh paul calls me up and he says hey man i gotta be on your show and i'm like what's up he says well i'm here in vegas and something terrible just happened i'm drunk so i get him on the phone and he was uh had an all-night bender at the casino and he was sitting at like the blackjack table actually it would make more sense if he was at the craps table because he gambled on a fart and lost and crapped his pants right there at the table. 
And he just went, oh, no. And he's sitting in it. He knew he was screwed. And so he had to, he had to go back to the room at the walk of shame with a, with a pant, with pants full of shit. And, uh, and so that was incredible. Today is his 61st birthday. My brothers are old. I have to, I, I'm starting to think I was an accident. I got a brother who's uh, 63, another one who's 61. Jim is 54. 54. Yeah, 50, it just turned 55, like two days ago. I'll be 51 in July. All right. So happy birthday, Paul. Love you very much. This was the guy that I got into a huge fight with. That was crazy. It was... um. A family, a family struggle. Thanks, Dean. Dean writes, this show is an accident. You know, I know you don't mean that, and you're just trying to be funny, you know, but some of those, that hurts. Damn it. Um, what the hell was I? Oh, Paul. Yeah, there was a moment when uh, Paul, he worked in the golf course industry. He was a golf course superintendent. And uh, make a long story short, him and I had a disagreement about something. And uh, after he was out of work for extended time, well, I'll just say it, it, it's over money. He borrowed a bunch of money, and I said, don't even worry about paying me back. Just keep it. And then uh, time went by, and poor guy needed more cash. And then I was like, ah, God. I go, all right, I will, but listen, I think, I think we got uh, to have a little talk about what's going on in your life right now because I, I feel strongly about some f- certain things, and I want to share it with you. So I did share it with him, and then at the same time I said, and by the way, and then I, so this is where I, I screwed up. I said, yeah, I'll help you. And then I turned around and said, I, I, can't, I can't enable you anymore. I can't do this. I cannot, I cannot contribute to this. And so it was, it was ugly, and uh, we got into a huge fight. And uh, nobody's at fault. Nobody's to blame. It's, it was just one of those things. So we went, and, uh, and I, I tried to reach out to him and I tried to uh, fix it for the longest time and he wasn't ready for that. And then I'll never forget it. I was in the B- uh, WBBL studio one day and he reached out to me and he said, okay, it's time to put this to bed. I'm ready now. And I'm like, oh, thank Jesus. My prayers have been answered. Thank you so much. So all is good with the world. Love that guy so much. And uh, happy birthday to my dear brother, Push Up Paul. Uh, Richard Francisco, the artist of choice on the Eric St. Show podcast writes, Dean, if you haven't been paying attention to live, many of the good things in life look like, look like an accident. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe that's, that's uh, one way of, uh, looking at it. Sporting the blues brothers t-shirt today, of course, a little bit tight. Cause that's what, if it ain't tight, it ain't right. Uh, it's not tight though, because I'm filling it with muscle. I'm filling it with fat. As you know, as we speak, we are now 129 days till the Grand Rapids half marathon. I challenged friend of the show, friend of the family, uh, sometime sponsor, Mike Ball from, uh, MB distributing. I even forget how we actually got to this point, uh, to the, uh, uh, the, uh, race, a half marathon. And so, all right, I got my work cut out for me because Mike is strong. You know, I don't remember him being that much of a threat to me over the years because it was kind of like a cottage industry of just kicking his ass every race that we were in. Uh, Rarely would he have a, uh, would, would he taste victory. I would usually slaughter him, especially on the run because his gigantic Clydesdale ass would, uh, would slow down to us, to a snail's pace 
and then I would buzz by him on on, on the regular because he does a lot of races. He kind of likes wasting his money. He spends all this money and travel on these races from far that are far far away. His family hates him because of it, and uh, you know there there you go. He's he's completely addicted to this lifestyle of uh, multi sports. So all right. Uh, you, you, you show me a guy who's way into multi-sports triathlons, and I'll show you a wife and kids who feel left out. Way to go, Mike. It's all your fault. Now he's gotten to a point where he's sending me race times from 15 years ago as some sort of intimidation tactic. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. I don't know Mike's exact age. I know he's 45 to 49. So let's just say he's 47. Uh, I reached out to him yesterday because my daughter Madison had to send him a thank you card because he uh, and his son showed up at the graduation party and brought a very nice gift. That's very sweet of you. I don't know what got into you. I wrote, dear cock, can I please have your address? Madison is sending out thank yous. He wrote, dear fellow fat friend, I also like to eat and am way out of shape compared to me in my late 20s and 30s would like to get back to these times someday but the clock is ticking so he's doing like a humble brag tell your sweet daughter her dad is an excuse making machine and this is my address sincerely the guy you keep rooting to rooting for to get hurt well i take i maybe i'll walk that back i don't want you to get injured but you are in a pretty dangerous game, tri- triathlons, you know, so something bad could happen on the bike. Hope not. Hope you don't pull a hammy or something on, on one of your runs. But I'm sitting here looking at this guy's times. This one stands out to me. He averaged 628 a mile for the park-to-park uh, park run. September 24th, 2005. Well, that was forever ago. Big deal. That is a pretty great time for anybody. Hour 24:41 for a half marathon. All right. I don't know why you're sitting. I mean, who gives a shit? We're talking about now, though. I know you're strong. I know that you've got some skills, but I'm getting my uh, I'm getting my act together. Yesterday was my third day in a row training. That doesn't happen. You know, you got to start somewhere. You got to walk before you can run. You got to crawl before you can walk. All that shit. Right now, I'm at the crawling stage. And I'm back at the YMCA. I made a trip to the YMCA yesterday. I uh, Diana works there still, even though she's not working at all now with the shoulder uh, thing. And uh, I got the workout done for the third day in a row. I might be able to get up to 17 miles this week. Now, typically, Mike does that in like one day. But back to the YMCA yesterday, way different there. Way different. It's like a ghost town. Um, maybe because I got there late in the evening. They close at 8 o'clock. I walk in. I go, hey, and I don't have a mask on. I go, what is the policy? They go, are you fully vaccinated? I said, yes, of course. Only an idiot would not be fully vaccinated. They go, well, then just carry on. Do whatever you want to do. If you aren't fully vaccinated, you have to wear a mask. Who, by the way, who is going to say, because if you, there is probably no chance that anybody is going to go there and say, no, I'm not vaccinated. They're just going to lie so that they can avoid wearing the mask. I mean, seriously, why is that even a thing? Why do you even bother asking? Um, 
at the, uh, of course, Diana works at the kids zone there. And um, that is closed right now. She wouldn't be able to work anyway because of the shoulder. But they, they had to close the kids zone down because you won't believe what happened. A couple of weeks ago, on a Sunday, at like 2 in the afternoon, uh, a deer ran through the window. This gigantic plate glass window busted through it and is now in the area where all the toys are. And the thing was badly hurt. It got it got cut, and it uh, it then ran into. There's an open door where the restroom is, okay. And the deer runs into the restroom, and then they're like freaking out. The workers are like, "Oh my god, what are we gonna do?" Somebody goes, "Well, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna keep this deer in here." So they shut the door, okay. The deer is in there going nuts, destroying everything. You ever see that scene in uh, what was it, Tommy Boy, when the deer destroyed the car? This happened, except it was the restroom of the kid's zone. And then the, the deer is badly hurt, though. The deer was cut. So the uh, uh, professionals who do, I don't know if it's animal control or the DNR or whatever, Department of Natural Resources, they show up there with their, with their long poles and, their, and their, their little hoops that go around the neck of the deer to get this deer out. They open up the door, the deer is dead. Deer croaked right there. Oh, God, I felt terrible about that. But, uh, yeah, and the place is just, it's still wrecked, man. They had to, like, uh, uh, ch- change. There's blood everywhere. They repaint the whole place. It was awful. A bunch of wrecked shit. My God. But uh, good to be back at the YMCA. Saw some faces I haven't seen there in quite a long time. And, uh, uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just awesome to finally get back at it. And um, I would have ran outside, but we had crazy-ass thunderstorms blowing up all around here torrential downpour where i live and there was a type of storm where you go five miles out and there's nothing but it poured around here holy shit congrats to alan at blue frost it alan and ashlyn who are expecting their second now blue frost it has been on the air for almost uh two years okay and uh they had a they got a big big win because a, uh, a vet clinic, I believe in Hastings, Michigan, with quite a large operation, um, was getting really, really hammered uh, on the tech side of things for their business. And uh, they, they called upon Alan because they had heard about them on this show. So thank you to that vet clinic um, for banging on the door of Blue Frost IT because Alan went in and uh, did an entire project for the uh, office of the vet so that they have the uh, proper networks and and things set up because what they had before was just a shit show according to the last guy who set it up for them and and wasn't doing them any favors and caused kind of a meltdown tech-wise. So Alan secured everything, and then uh, he also set them up with some managed IT work uh, on a monthly basis. So congrats to Alan for that big win. We love it when our sponsors succeed. So thank you so much for being part of the show and believing in it, and uh, well done. Well done. Okay. Uh, as you know, this poison ivy thing has been going on for one week. I think I am turning the corner. Uh, I am less puffy today, even though there are still marks everywhere. They are not as inflamed and stupid with the combination of the Benadryl uh, and the prednisone. The prednisone gets rid of it quicker than just because it would eventually go away. But it would just take a long time. And if you didn't treat it at all, it would take a long time for the uh, rash to go away and it'd be itching like crazy. I got a lot of help from people describing things that might ease the itch. 
Uh, what I've had the most sec- the most success with is taking Benadryl. But the thing about the Benadryl is it totally dries you out. I, I sat here yesterday and drank almost one gallon of water doing this podcast. Almost one full gallon. So I'm going to have to take a break in a second here and get a big drink because I've been talking for 20 minutes straight. But I'm okay this very second. But uh, I got a lot of suggestions. And one guy reached out and he says, um, to ease the itch immediately, there's a quick trick you can do. And he described it as... Um, Hold on a second here. Let's see. Carl wrote this. Carl! Hold on. Let me see if Ben's waiting. No, he's not. Stella Fly Laura in the house. She's big on the running thing. She's like, holy crap, you got to do this. Tandy says you got this, uh, uh, Eric. Mike is uh, is a better trash talker, Aram says. Jesse says, ouch, I guess I'm an idiot because he didn't get the shot. Well, a little bit. Three inches of rain in Hudsonville in 90 minutes. Carl writes this. Eric, I get poison ivy often. One thing that helps is take a hot shower. Hit the rash with hot water as hot as you can stand. You will feel a sort of intense itchiness for a few seconds, and then the itch will be gone. And he couldn't be more right because I did this. Like on my arm here, I would hold it up to the shower with as hot as I can handle, okay, as hot as it goes. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is agony. just wanted to scratch it. But then you try to scratch it with the, while the hot water is in it. It doesn't help. He says what is happening is the intense heat uses up, in quotes, the histamine that is there. And it takes your out your body a few hours to build to build up the itchy histamine again. Wash, rinse, repeat. Good luck. He's right. It worked out awesome. So uh, I I did that yesterday. Plus the Benadryl, plus the uh, steroids. We are on the right track. Hang on, got to get a drink. Stand by. Oh my God. Whew. So yesterday was a big day for the NFK. We went to see this specialist to find out what is going on with why he has no feeling in his hands or his legs. And it feels like they're constantly like uh, when you sleep on your hand the wrong way, it's got pins and needles. That's the way his hands and feet feel all the time. And then it works its way up his legs to about mid thigh and it works his way up his arms. So now this has not been treated for years. This doctor that we meet is uh, asking a lot of questions and he's just doing this to figure out, you know, information, a baseline of what he's working with. So the problem is when you ask Kevin a question, he isn't agitated, but it seems like he's agitated. That's why when I ask him a question like, hey, did you file your taxes last year? He responds with this aggressive style. And if, God forbid, you don't understand what he's saying, let's say he mumbles through it and you say, what? Uh, if you say, hey, did you file a tax return uh, last year? And if he says, uh, if he says no, I, no, I didn't, and you didn't understand him, you say, I'm sorry, what was that? He'll go, no, I didn't. Like that is really aggressive tone. So... For the longest time, I was always, um, when I'm in the room with him at any doctor's facility, I'm always like, 
okay, I may have to step in and clear this thing up at some point. But um, I've learned to just not do anything because it's a hell of a lot more entertaining. <laughs> so, um, hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta send this link to Adam Deggy. There he is. He's gonna join me in a second. Click this. Since since Ben stood me up. Totally kidding. So this doc. Uh, is asking him questions, and he says, so how long ago did this start? And Kevin's hands go out. He's, I don't know. And the guy, he's like, and then I'm just like, oh, and I got, I got my mask on because they make you wear a mask, and I'm just biting my lip. And then uh, I, I say, well, this, this guy, this doctor gets paid probably $600,000 a year. He's going to have to earn his pay. So I'm just waiting for the doc to get frustrated, kind of hoping that he does, but he doesn't. And uh, he continues to ask questions to uh, to the NFK about about this. And so he basically, and then he's he's doing various tests, strength tests, and uh, 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 observing him. And long story short, he says, "Okay, buddy, I think that well, there's no doubt you have neuropathy. Uh, there's a couple of uh, things about how the onset of it may have been weird, or it's usually it isn't sudden onset. It usually progresses slowly. But since it's been man- many, many years, it may have been a, a progression steadily. You just didn't notice it. And, and we he agreed. And he goes, okay, um, it could be one of three things. You could have a deficiency of a vitamin or a mineral causing this problem. Most likely, though, I feel like you might have a problem. Because this is what's known as the peripheral nervous system with the hands and the feet and the legs. The central nervous system is what runs right off your spinal your, your uh, spinal cord. He goes, sometimes a portion of the spinal cord can be uh, being pushed on, and then it could cause something like this to happen. Uh, were you ever injured? And Kevin says, well, yeah, shit, fuck yes, man, yeah. Yeah, one time at work, man, I herniated a disc in my back when I was living, lifting up a sewer grate. And he goes, okay, all right, how long ago was that? Ah, 25 years ago. And he goes, well, okay, uh, well, maybe. So uh, he orders blood work to see if he has a deficiency in vitamin B12. He orders blood work to see if there's a deficiency of copper in his body. He said that's very rare, but it could lead to this. And then he ordered an MRI so that he can actually get a look at if there's any uh, injury or something like that that's causing it. Because if that's the case, they find that they're going to operate on the guy, fix his back, and then hopefully stop this nonsense so he can stop walking like Penguinstein and be able to open up a bottle. All right. So uh, and the thing is, he took it all in stride. I was really proud of him. Uh, so, so that all went, and then he said, and there's one more thing. He goes, do you drink alcohol? And we all know that every day is, is Ham's day from the, uh, land of sky blue waters. Okay. Um, and he goes, yeah, 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 I, I, I drink, I drink some beer. And he goes, how often? And, uh, he's kind of, you know, dancing. He goes, ah, every day. And he goes, uh, how, how many? He goes, ah, three to five. And he goes, okay. Um. Now, it's, it's usually about that. Sometimes four, sometimes five, very rarely three. It used to be like six or seven when he moved here, but he, he's cut down, I noticed. He goes, okay, so for how long? He goes, oh, I don't know, two or three decades. So two or three decades, every day 
he has somewhere between four and seven beers, three and seven beers. Uh, the last 10 months, it's been more like three or four every day, every night in one sitting, like from uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. And uh, so he goes, all right, well, that too can cause neuropathy. You're just, it's just bathing your uh, uh, nerves in something that over time can cause this to happen. Now, the NFK told me ahead of time, he goes, if anybody ever tells me I need to stop drinking hams, I'm not listening, just so you know. So this might all be for naught. So if it comes down to, he goes, I'm just getting to the doctors. I'm just getting it out there. You may have to stop drinking right away. I can see his, his eyes. He gets all squinty. He's like, fuck that. There is no way I'm going to stop drinking. Speaking of drinking, hang on. So that, um, that was kind of it. He has a uh, MRI scheduled now, and we just got the blood test results that came in. And uh, so I'm going to check that out. Uh, Jason says, pinch nerves, time to go to the chiropractor and time to eat some pennies for the copper. All right. So Adam Deggy is supposed to join me in about a minute 15. I will get to him in just a bit. Looking forward to talking to uh, Adam about what's going on in his world. He's got something very special happening this weekend. I can't wait to talk to him about that. And he's very funny and a good guy. But I want to remind you, I have merchandise for sale. You can get it yourself an Eric Zane Show podcast t-shirt in one of seven styles. Uh, click on ericzaneshow.com. Click where it says merch and shop. And the live stream and open of this show. Brought to you by sponsors like the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. 231-332-6505. Whether it's your first mortgage or you've... Uh, uh, done this many, many times, and you're just thinking, hey, I want a, I want a bit of a change. Think about the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505 or online, just click on the emerald green logo uh, at ericzaneshow.com. NMLS number 3035. Get into the right mortgage for you. Some of you are like, oh, there's no way I can get a mortgage. No way. Well, if you're in one of 46 states, uh, there is probably a way. You got to stop paying your money to some landlord. Pay on your own place. Build the equity. Improve your credit score. And that's how you do it. He can service loans in any state except South Carolina, Maine, Hawaii, and Alaska. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. We have a show, Gunsmith, BK Guns and Stuff, 616-902-2447. Call or text uh, my friend Benjamin Newton at BK Guns and Stuff about how you can get your firearm to him. If you need a cleaning, you need a repair job, whatever it is, customization, BK Guns and Stuff, 616-902-2447 for BK Guns and Stuff. Abraham writes, I had neuropathy years ago. Then a few years later, I started having panic attacks. I wonder if they are related with the nerve thing in the spine. Jason says you got to do a one-to-one ratio of beer and water. He does drink water when he does it, but you got to understand, uh, he, he's been, he has a partial lobotomy. You're like, a lobotomy? Isn't that something they did like 100 years ago? Yeah, that's true, but he did have a lobotomy. It cured him of his epilepsy, and that might be part of the problem, too. They cut open the right temporal lobe of his head, and there's a huge fucking thing 
that they pulled out of there, this ugly-ass knot, knot, and uh, it, that was it. All right, where the hell is Adam? I don't know if I want to get into my next story and then have to be... Hold on a second. Let me send him a text. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh? Text Adam Deggy. What do you want to say? Hurry up, dum-dum. Everybody's waiting for you to log in. Period. Your message to Adam Deggy says, hurry up, dum-dum. Everybody's waiting for you to log in. Yes. What the hell day is today? Thursday? My God. Okay. Uh, a little bit later on, I'm going to get into this Bo Schembechler uh, thing. If this is true, this is as bad as the Jerry Sandusky thing and the Joe Paterno thing. You know, how Joe, Joe Paterno turned a blind, blind eye to uh, uh, Jerry Sandusky raping kids. I think it went down um, like the quarterback coach or the the one guy, Mike McQueary, of all names, uh, walked into the uh, boys' shower and the Jerry Sandusky was having sex with a child. And he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I, what I just saw. And instead of calling the cops, this idiot went to his bosses, including Joe Paterno, and said, oh, my God, I can't believe what I just saw. I wonder what I should do. Well, you know. You know what you should have done? You already screwed up. You should have, first of all, beat the shit out of Jerry Sandusky for having sex with a child and save that child from further harm. Then while you're there, you should have called the police. That was, in my opinion, you were you were complicit in all this. Uh, but my God. And then uh, Joe, Joe Pa found out and nobody did a damn thing and uh, business as usual for the longest time. And many, many more children were, were uh, treated terribly and, and crimes were committed against them. Uh, that school will never be able to distance themselves from that, in my opinion. Uh, you got a case like Michigan State. Larry Nasser was uh, part of that whole business of um, uh, molesting student athletes, uh, most of them women on the gymnastics team. And also a a who's who of idiots within the administration that were well aware of that. That was an absolute horrible, horrible thing. And now this, Michigan, the University of Michigan, friend of the show, the one and only Adam Deggy. Adam, how are you, buddy? I'm good. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Oh, fantastic, man. (laughs) I'll be honest with you, Zane. I woke up literally seven minutes ago. And then I let the dog outside, and yeah. um, he didn't want to come back in. That son of a bitch! <laughs> uh, dude, I feel your pain. I mean, I have uh, I've had the same thing happen many, many, many times. So, did now did the dog run? No, he. So we got a fence in backyard, so he can't go. He can't go anywhere. But he likes to wander. He's smelling stuff. He's probably eating shit. Who knows what he's doing? I got a dog that does that too. It's probably the worst thing in the world. I, well, I, he won't eat his own shit, but we had some other dogs over dog sitting and he'll, he'll eat their shit. You know, I know it. I know it. I, and that's, that's, that's the worst. Uh, you know, and that's like, I have a dog, this dog, um, O'Neill who does that. And he's like my favorite dog. But whenever he does that, I've indicated to the audience that I don't love him for, I actually want him to die for several minutes. And then that kind of eases 
and you just like trick right. yourself that he's that oh it's all cleaned out now. And then the absolute worst is when he burps. You know, he burps, so he's burping oh. up. He's burping up. It's a shit burp. I mean. Oh. <laughs> you know, I wonder if there is a reason that they do that that is like a dog instinct type of weird thing or if he's just a weirdo because there's a lot of other shit dogs do that doesn't make any sense now, but at one point as wild animals uh, made sense, I guess. Like right. uh, my dog will occasionally... He tries to do it at least once a year where he'll find like a dead bird or some kind of dead carcass and he'll try to roll in it. Oh, God. To also. make himself smell like it, which was like uh, something I couldn't tell you. You can Google it. It's horrible. It's absolutely it's horrible. It's gross is what it is. Yeah. How much research goes into making uh, a comedy set? Because you, you seem like a guy who, who gets kind of a lot of information before you start building your jokes. How much how much time goes into writing, let's say, uh, a set like uh, the length of the one you're going to be doing this weekend at Man, Mark Ridley's? Well, I mean, it's something that you develop over years, really. The, the last album I recorded was five years ago now. So, I mean, for me, at least to come up with a new 45 to an hour that I, uh, you know, am happy with, it takes time. Not everybody's Bill Burr where they're coming out with a new special every year. That That's not uh, obtainable for most people. That's It's not realistic. He also has a lot more motivation to do it because he's getting paid millions of dollars to do it, you know? Do you, well, I'm, that's I'm a thing, yeah. Surviving. That's that's exactly right. But, you know, that, that keeps people hungry, you know? If you can think back to when you first started in comedy, Adam, did you ever like, hey, I want to be a comic, but I know I suck at writing jokes. And then if you think back to how the, like the, it always felt like you're swimming upstream and then it gets easier as you yes. get, as you get more time. Well, I mean, it's once you kind of figure out what you're doing up there, as far as like, do I want these people to think I'm smart? Do I want them to think I'm a moron? Do, what is my shtick? You know, that everybody, you, you hear people say you, you'll find your voice, which I think some people do and some people don't. It's not a necessity. Some people don't have a voice. They're just a comic, which is fine. I don't think I have a voice. But it, it takes time. And some people, if we're being honest, it never happens. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you ever, like, uh, been around a comic who, you, you know, just they, they, they might be part of an open mic thing, maybe somebody like Ben. And it's just, it's just, I have never laughed once at you. When are you going to get it through your thick fucking skull that you Man, suck shit? But that's the problem with comedy, Zane, is it's everybody says, well, comedy is subjective. Sure it is. But so is, so I guess so is taste. Some people think, you know, shit tastes good. Like the dogs <laughs> we just talked about. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't use Ben as an example because I think Ben's gotten a lot better. He actually no, has. Ben, improved. ben is, um, I think a writer first performer second, which is fine. A lot of, a lot of people never become like uh, a great performer on stage, which I think the my favorite comics aren't necessarily great performers. There's a lot of comedians who are using performance or a stage character or, or yelling or doing something to kind of cover up the fact that they don't write well, uh, okay. which I don't think, I don't think Ben, uh, 
I don't think he's that guy. I think he's the opposite. He, he's a right. good writer, and maybe he just needs to get more comfortable up there. But he's gotten a ton better. Now, there's guys who I know that have been in town here or other cities in Michigan who have done comedy for over a decade, and you couldn't tell if they started yesterday or 10 years ago. Have you uh, ever had someone who you, in your back, in the back of your mind, be like, okay, this person has never gotten better and has struggled for years, and then they walk up to you and they say, hey, honest opinion, what oh. do you think? Has that ever happened? That's a terrible spot to be put in, isn't it? You know, uh, I feel like I have been – put in a position like that maybe once or twice. And I don't think I came right out and said, Hey man, you suck. Um, but I think I told him like, it's not for everybody. And, and you gotta, I, I, I'm sure I had to beat around the bush, but that's the problem though. This is the problem. And comics complain that there's not enough spots and there's too many comics. We've got to do better at telling people they suck. <laughs> like, does it work? I want to know if it works the same way with musicians. I've always wondered, like, how many music open mics could you do where you're just horrible yeah. before you quit or people tell you, but there's always going to be those people in your ear telling you you're funny, whether it's people at work or, you know, your significant yeah. other or I mean, my wife would tell me. She does tell me. She'll be like, hey, you know the joke about uh, the one thing? Why don't you? Okay. Maybe subtract that one. Okay. And then you're like, uh, maybe I should, but, but then you might be like, well, I really like it, but all right. I'll, I, I, I guess I'll listen to your advice. Are you, are well, you a good listener? Well, uh, depends on who it is. Like my wife, I don't respect her opinion. So <laughs> usually I just tell her to shut the fuck up. Oh, come on. She's I'm not, kidding. No, there's she's no the way. Best. Is she, my, it, my wife is the best and she's also clearly smarter than me. So. No, I will. And yeah. she's been to enough shows to know, like, hey, he's doing this and it will work in the future, or he's just fitting this in to make a point. Like, she knows yeah. what's what sucks and what doesn't usually. Uh, um, but yeah. then there's other people, yeah, you you just say, okay, Glaze, why don't, <laughs> why don't you eat shit? <laughs> hey, let's take a look at uh, uh, Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle's website. And and tell me what's going on with this attire that I oh, see God. right here. That, what is what? what is happening here? I might wear that this weekend. That is a <laughs> that is a taco shirt. <laughs> the taco shirt and and the way you're wearing the hat. It looks. What yes. the fuck is going on? Well, listen. I just said you know you got to figure out if you want people to think you're smart or you want people to think you are a moron. And clearly, I want people to think I'm a moron. <laughs> now, now this uh, this Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle is is one of the finest establishments in the entire industry. So amazingly well respected. And uh, but this is not your first appearance there, isn't that right, Adam? It is not. No, I've I've headlined there a few times. I, I will say that I was I was uh, disappointed to see that literally next week Ron White is there. That's like oh that's great. That's what, what is the thinking that people might be like? Well, I'm not saving my money for Ron yeah. White. No, is that's that exactly the thinking. Yes, okay. comics. None of us have any you know self esteem. We're all we're all very insecure. Then you see somebody very famous and funny is going to be there the week after, and you're I, like. I would pay to see Ron White before I paid to see me. Right. Okay. 
But having said that, I, I mean, I'll wear a suit and I'll smoke a cigar and drink bourbon, whatever he does. Sure. That's that's what. Yeah. Have you ever thought about maybe because he has those things? He's got the, the drink and this and the cigar yeah. and the and the, it's all part of the whole. You pay for the whole package when you see a Ron White show. Yes. Has that ever crossed your mind about something that could be your thing in air quotes? Right. Is that- like I said earlier, like your shtick. Yeah, sure. I have. But I just I've never done it because I'm not a hack. That's a hacky thing to do, you say? No, it's not. I just I want people, <laughs> I want people listening to lose their fucking minds. <laughs> Ron White is not a hack. He's very funny. There is people who do, uh, you know, quote unquote blue collar comedy that uh, are not funny in their hacks. But Ron White's not one of them. He's great, and that that's something. I mean, guys have wore suits, but I I don't remember anybody else who drank a glass of bourbon and smoked a cigar he's very original and he's just got a very like a low-key slow paced like it's uh it's almost like somebody's cool uncle or something like you just yeah he's kind of a badass but like a goofy one and he's great and i i think we do different kinds of comedy there there is people who i think would be like i'd rather watch adam than than ron you know most people would probably prefer to see ron but I doubt it. No way. Sold out. So if you didn't get a ticket to a show, tough luck, asshole. You got to come see me. Yes. Now, Adam, uh, you've got shows tonight, Friday and Saturday, right? Yes. Okay. Now, if it, I'm thinking about like if I jumped on stage, I I have a feeling that I would not be talking on stage the way I'm talking to you right now, and I think that that's, I think that that's a problem. Like if I ever had the chance to do comedy, I think I would be, Hey, I'd be like high energy in your yeah. face guy. Is that a, and you said that that is kind of like when it you can, don't have, it's, it's almost like a crutch, right? It can be a crutch or like, you know, uh, a lot of people use the term smoke and mirrors, like a, a comics up there and they're doing everything, but telling good jokes. Uh, having said that, I mean, there there's comics who yell, who are brilliant. I mean, Bill Burry yells, and I think he's one of the, greatest comedians of all time he writes awesome material and he uh he just adds that to get the point across and sometimes yelling is the only way to do a bit right uh, but right. It, there's a lot of guys who i don't know some some comics just have a look and then a, a volume gotcha. and there's not a lot of substance or writing behind it and Listen, I'm just I'm just getting older and more bitter and I'm a failure. So I just any anybody who does anything that I don't do specifically, you know, they suck. <laughs> You're starting to sound like Stu McAllister. I, I like know. it. I well, like I that. lived with Stu. That's the fuck next thing you know, I'm gonna have four cats and six dogs and oh. Boy, you know, I tell you what, he's a good follow on Twitter because you can always get a sneak into his brain. Like last yeah. night, he's like, hey, everybody, uh, I'm not going to do the uh, podcast because I got to go look for my cats. His fucking cats snuck out. And I don't even know if he got him back. But he did a podcast the other day ranting about HR departments. Oh, his, he, he had a he has a problem with HR departments because he's become this like anti-establishment type of you know, fuck everybody fuck you yes and so that's what he, I so are you seeing yourself going down that road? Uh well no listen I, I was I was never a social worker so I'm not nearly as you know mad at the world as he is. Okay right he he and he has a real reason to hate HR because I I think I remember he got. 
he got in a lot of trouble because he referred to like a patient as a character in a meeting or something one time. Literally just said, well, there he's a character. And they're like, hey, you know. And I mean, he he was between these two worlds of like being a comedian, which is just say whatever you want for the most part. And then social work where it's you. I mean, you can't say anything that's even kind of a joke. So, right. I, I can understand why he thinks that way now and he's anti everything i mean if i had the degrees he had i would i would yeah. you know i'd probably look for a real job but he he does what he wants man yeah That's absolutely that 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 is the beauty and uh and and he and i think he should stick with that just run with it i like i like the i don't give a fuck attitude That's like one of my favorite things in the world when, when people do that so if you can capture absolutely. that keep doing it are you recording at uh, any of this material that we're uh that, that people are going to see thursday through saturday at i'm recording all of it man they so the what they'll do is they'll record every show and then you you kind of chop it up and put it all together to make one set you know nice. whatever jokes worked best each night um and then yeah. Hopefully I'll have like 45 to an hour of good stuff it's it's all going to be stuff i didn't do on the previous album, uh, which I'm excited about, and uh, there's going to be some some darker stuff on there, some some cancer material. There's oh, good. Some some lighter stuff on there. Uh, you get the goofy and the sad with me, and you know, and then I just I, t- I talk about tater salad for about 20 minutes. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course you will. And and the cancer thing, you've uh, tapped into a new resource. The fact that you're battling cancer as we speak, uh, yes. and that has opened up all sorts of relatable things for you to talk about, and you've worked that into your act. Yeah, and it's cliche to say, but it is it is therapy for me. You know, it's it's that's kind of I take any pain that I've had. And I just uh, I talk about it on stage, which is probably not the the way I should deal with things. But right, uh, you know of, what? That's what that's where I am as a person. I think that it helps people. I think if you can sit there and you can say, "All right, this is how I feel about it. This is what I've been battling with, and this is and now here's something funny about it." Oh my God, that's a can't lose in my opinion. Yeah, man. I um, I actually did. I did like a. A show the day my dad died and i wow. did several shows the week i was diagnosed and it's just uh, people are like well how could you do that and i'm like well what what, what am i gonna sit in my basement and, and look at the wall and think about it i would much rather do this i want other people to feel bad too you know i don't want to take all this i want you, i want <laughs> i want you to feel some kind of guilt <laughs> Is there is there any better feeling when knowing that you you had everybody eating out of the palm of your hand? You were funny, all the jokes landed. You had a great set. There, what a what a unbelievable dopamine rush when you yes. know you were on fucking fire. Nothing better, right? It's great, and it also feels good to just make people realize that uh, the little things in life are don't mean shit and i joke a lot about how you know especially during covid people thought it was the the worst thing ever and i just i just remind them hey it could be worse man you could have cancer do you think covid is gonna do you think covid is gonna come back you know right right now we're in a spot where i'm not gonna lie it feels it feels good but also last june it felt good too if you remember 
I mean, everything kind of started to vanish. We were like sitting at like a couple hundred cases a day and people oh, were trust me. I, uh, I just, I got back from vacation. I was out of the country for a while and it was, it was nice to study or to study abroad, to, to travel abroad. Uh, I was in Key West, Florida and, um, they don't give a shit down there. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally forgot it was ever even a thing, but it, you do think like, oh, what are these numbers spike? And I, I don't think there's, there's no way we can ever go back to shutdown. I don't once once we go back to 100 percent capacity in July, I don't know that you could even go back to 50 percent. I mean, people would lose their fucking people already lost their minds. Eh? Yep, yeah. No way. It's been rough. Have you been following the Fauci stuff? Um, about his emails. Oh my God, no! And ever I, since Hillary's emails, I kind of tuned out. Well, I'm, does he, I, does he I'm, own a pizza shop where they yeah, right. traffic? <laughs> well, I am actually going to take the time because I've heard enough from people who um, uh, think that he's a, a fucking liar okay. and and said and I and I because I don't I don't think he's a liar, um, but I'm going to read those emails. I'm going to actually start in a friend oh, of wow. mine, uh, uh, Red State Dirk. He goes, yeah, just read those things. He goes, it's going to take you a long time. There's a lot of them but I want you to read it. Just give it a try. See at least how far you can get into it and just kind of get a little bit of context of where this guy's brain in and the things he says, because there's been a lot of talk about, okay, uh, there absolutely was a lab leak and he absolutely did know about it. And he absolutely was involved in making sure that they didn't investigate it because somehow the U S's hands was on the Wuhan lab. And if that's the fucking case, Holy shit. Can you imagine the fucking uproar if if uh, the U.S. is like, no, don't investigate the lab because if it finds out that we were funding this type of research and it escaped because of us, holy shit, after all the things that have happened, ugh, that is messy, you know? That would be very ungood. Well, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, if in the Wuhan uh, lab they are doing those type of experiments with fucking coronavirus i would say that's a hell of a lot more logical that it was it was introduced to the world through the lab than some fucking wet market you know yeah i don't god so i don't know i I always try to give humanity the benefit of the doubt man but you never know so I guess my point of this is I'm going to I'm going to read it. I actually am going to take the time. I don't have an opinion on it right now because I don't have any information about it. But there's a lot of people saying, hey, you might want to look at this. So I'm actually going to I'm actually going to take a little time and look at check it. it out, man. I, I'll Google it. I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, I mean uh, yeah, there's a lot there. Sorry, I'm like jumping around here. No, crazy. you're fine. But I, I it, it's it's not often that I get to pick the brain of somebody. Yeah. You, uh, you know, staring at walls, looking at a camera. Uh, but uh, to have you here, a guy who can talk about just about anything is uh, is pretty great. So, uh, well, listen, I know that you've got, like you said, shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and tickets are $10 and $20. And boy, are you working? You got a show tonight at 7.30 and then on the 11th at 7.30, June 12th, a 7 p.m. and a 9.30 p.m. Yeah, man. We're getting Holy right crap. back into the thick of things. This is Usually your first... Oh, two sorry. Go ahead. Friday. I was just going to say, usually there's two show fr- two shows Friday. So the one I'm actually, I'm actually kind of glad because I'm, I'm an old man now. Are you going to stay in Detroit for the weekend or are you just going to drive? 
I am. They put me up at a Hyatt there. I, I may, my wife is in Saginaw dealing with some stuff. I may drive back and forth between there and Detroit. I'm going to pack the stuff up here, bring the dog. Um, but they do put me up. So I, I may, Royal Oak's nice. I may, I may hang out there quite a bit during the day. Yeah, it is. See some uh, friends on the east side and it's good uh, times. I worked with your lovely bride uh, at Cumulus Media in Grand Rapids. Yes, you did. Uh, she no longer works there. Uh, yes or no? She said terrible things about them. Oh, my God. Zane, they they still, <laughs> I hope none of them are watching, but they, they still ask her to come back. Oh, my God. Well, it's that like isn't a weekly bad. Thing. Now, she, um, I don't know that she said bad things about anybody specifically, but, I mean, I think everybody knows they don't, I think a lot of, radio they don't take care of their their people enough especially people in sales that are making them the money so right i know that we always it, it, there, there seemed to be a lot of adversary between the people on air and the sales staff i i tried not to do, get into that but mm-hmm. it, it, it is a thing do you think podcasting is uh where it's at these days when you compare like content on the radio to content on podcasting how often do you actually listen to the radio Oh, my God. I mean, I listen to it in my car, and that's about it. Do you listen to music or talk? Unless I'm trying to stream, uh, well, music, and then occasionally I am a a sports talk guy. So, like, if there's something syndicated on, I'll listen to it. Um, I don't know if there's anybody locally here I listen to anymore, but... uh, You know, and I'll occasionally, I do occasionally like to listen to a game. On the radio, it's just a different yeah. experience. And if I've got a long drive and I can find it, yeah. Gotcha. But no, I mean, I, do you think podcasts are – I mean, they've been saying radio is going to die for years. But, I mean, the, these just older generations and even newer ones that still listen to it. I mean, it's still there for advertisement. I, I don't know, man. I mean, because I think podcasts are still overall like an untapped – like, I think – what 30 percent of society's listening to podcasts and the other 70 still not so yeah i'm not sure i think that there's still a lot of upside uh climbing for podcasting to get to and i don't know just the idea in radio i think part of the problem is the fact that no one actually has radios outside of their car i mean if you don't have the device to actually listen to the radio exactly that's that's gonna nobody's bringing a boom box to listen to the radio at the beach anymore or like a a construction site or anyway, you're right. People are listening in the car and that's it. And and even then maybe they're listening to serious. I I mean, the biggest difference obviously is you can say whatever the fuck you want on your podcast. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and I think that is also, a, a huge advantage. Now, still- not whatever, not whatever you want. Zane. Well, not, you know what I mean? Don't get out of control today uh, yeah. when I'm off here. No, I no. don't want to get involved in any more Facebook battles. Yeah, it's been, it's been wild. You were always uh, kind of like my wing, uh, my uh, wingman as time, as time uh, passed, we would get it. I would get into fights with people and then Adam would be like third man in punch from the back of the room. Well, it was Cause they're morons. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, man, we don't we're not even on like the in the same area politically necessarily. I, I'm much further to the left than you are. And you're oh, a lot further to the right. Uh, no, I, I'm I've actually switched. Uh, I'm I've I'm I'm, I'm not I'm gonna vote but straight I don't even ticket. Because these 
these people are such morons you're arguing with it all politics yeah. go out the window you it's basically it's just it's you versus idiots of yeah. course i'm going to take your side i was right of center and now i'm left of center okay that's where i stand at least right now like if someone said oh, okay i need you to vote right now I would vote that way. I've had so you're, it. You're, you're just like a lineman who kind of just moved over a few spots. I flipped. Uh, yep. I was a right tackle. Now I'm a left tackle. Okay. And I say that unabashedly without fear of repercussion. I've never given a shit about it. what I mean. I usually just throw it out there. And if you got a problem with it, it's your problem. I mean, so. I go back and forth, you know, I, there's gotta be more of a gray area. Everybody wants to be all the way left or all the way right now. And I, I don't know. Yep, yep. Uh, just dis if you ever see anybody, you know, attacking Zane people, just know that you got to disagree with that person because they're probably a moron. I love the I love it when I say something and then someone always goes to this. Yeah, who cares? You get fired. I like, well, yeah, if I get fucking fired, that's the guy you want to listen to. You want to listen to the guy who gets fired. Doesn't give a shit about what the fuck he's saying. Right. Oh, man. You know, who? you know, who got fired? Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Did you say Fauci? <laughs> yeah, that's what I call him. <laughs> um, shit, there was one more thing I was going to talk to you about. Oh, the uh, Deggy draft. Give me a little background about the... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Deggy draft. Is that still a thing? And tell everybody what it is. Uh, it is It is not still a thing this year, but it will be next year. It's essentially a, a video submission competition where you just, you, you make a video, you make uh memes you you talk a lot of shit and who whoever was the best wins the deggy draft it's all it's kind of loosely uh, following the nfl draft where like if the uh, Bengals draft number one you'll be drafted number one to the Bengals in the deggy draft and then you win prizes the the guy who won first place this year got some uh some custom deggy draft cornhole boards they're they're awesome uh nice if, if, if you think it sounds ridiculous or if you think it sounds great, check it out on, on Facebook. There's a Deggy Draft room. Once you're in there, you can kind of figure out what's going on. There's a lot of trash talk and a lot of idiocy and ridiculousness. And there's also a page on Facebook. So it's it's dumb, but a lot of people have fun with it. And there's like almost 500 people involved now. So it's, it's grown. You're also a uh, pal of Big Dick Donnie Veltman. Who Ooh. I think man Don, does he have a big dick? It's a huge dick. It's unbelievable. It's the biggest dick, and uh, he's starting to swing it a little. He's trying to get back into the comedy game as uh, things have started to open up here. Uh, have you have you talked to Big Dick Donnie anytime lately? Um, not in the last month, but but over COVID, I I definitely I kept in touch because I you know I I felt bad because I know he was uh, like a lot of business owners trying to figure out new ways to you know sell stuff and bring in customers when you couldn't really be open all the way yep. and um I, I know that he well i think he had a show recently at the bowling alley in muskegon right 
And I don't know if he's got people coming out to Howard City again. He's 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 the guy's got his hands full, man. And then it, I know his son plays a ton of sports and he's involved yeah. in some capacity. So he's a busy man and he's got to take care of that big dick. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 it's a good thing he has that big dick. I see he uh he booked Paulie Shore. He rescheduled that for September. Oh wow. uh and we were then, just talking about Polly last night, actually, a bunch of comics. Good I or bad. For, good or bad. I, 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 well. We'll say not great, but I, I opened for Polly at a at a funny bone in Omaha, and he was kind of a dick. Okay, but well, people yeah. come see him. Yeah, that's the thing. It always drives me crazy. I, I I'll never understand those comics who are at that level or, or celebrities, you know, where they're clearly you know, things have been better, and to to, yeah. to to not be humble is shocking to me. I mean, Just, it's. it's it is tough to uh, judge somebody based on one experience too. You know, I don't know what he had going on that weekend. Who yeah. knows? I don't know what uh, kind of kind of bender he was on the the days leading up right, to that. But right, uh, yeah, he could have been nicer. And he's, I mean, he's funny enough. He 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 sells out rooms. I'm sure when Don has him, he's going to sell that room out, and he'll, he'll probably be cool with Don. And all is okay in the world. But well, all right, buddy. I'm looking forward to, to getting a full report as to how it went. Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle is a terrific venue. And if people want to go see you, you can just go to comedycastle.com. Yes. Thursday, uh, Friday, Saturday. I will. Please, uh, I need your laughter. Yes. I will leave a, uh, a link in the show notes. Or if you want to right away, just go to comedycastle.com. <laughs> buy tickets if you're, uh, if you're in the area, if you want to make the trip. Hell, the fact that Detroit has so much going on there, you can... Uh, Go to the casinos. I don't know if the home team is in time. Did you see the Tigers yesterday? Did you see that crazy catch at the end oh of the game? Oh my god, they got robbed. Yeah. Oh god, I'll, I'm going to talk about that in a bit. Incredible. Uh, I see. I I I know you're a Tigers fan, but uh, so you can make a whole weekend of it. Go to see Deggy. All right, man. I really appreciate the time. You're the best. I appreciate you. You're the best, man. All right, and oh, and one more thing. Uh, never forget the Bosnian Mafia. I put that I, down I there. I saw that below my name and laughed. That's hilarious. Fan of Bosnian yes. Mafia. The Bosnian Mafia will be there this weekend. I have actually at Mahala Coffee Bar, whatever it is, where we saw you at that open mic thing with Ben. They they send me invites to their upcoming comedy things, and I'm, I'm this close. In fact, I've written I've written back. Will the rude Bosnian mafia be there? And then I'm about to hit send. And then I go, wait a minute. I'm, I'm probably talking to organized crime individuals who, yeah, will, kill, wanna, who will fucking kill me. You don't want to end up buried alive in a cornfield, Zane. <laughs> so just bump the brakes. Can't leave it alone. <laughs> All right, Adam, say hi to Nikki for me. And uh, best of luck. I know you're going to do great. Okay. I will. I love you, man. Take love it me easy. too. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Deggy. Oh, he's great. Fun to talk to. Great, great dude. Very cool. Well, uh, hey, guess what? Eric's got a full bladder. And every last time I said, hey, I'll, I'll cut this out. And I didn't. But I am going to go and take a pee. So you got to sit there. You got to sit there. And uh, all right, check this out. This crazy music bed. This will give me time to go take a pee. Stand by. All right. Feel better already. I realized that when I was uh, reaching out to Ben earlier and I sent him the link to join me, I sent the link to me. So I just sent it again. There's no way he can join us, so it's going to be working too hard. Yeah, about that Fauci thing. 
Dirk writes, get ready for a long read. I'm not even to page 1,000 yet. Well, okay, that's a long time. That's a lot of stuff. I, I haven't read 1,000 pages in my life, I don't think. So there's, there's no way that's going to happen. Can you just send me maybe one or two that says something like, uh, uh, I made coronavirus and uh, I'm trying to kill everyone? Is that possible? That would make my life a lot easier if I can just get a smoking gun. Hi, hello, this is Dr. Fauci. I made this thing and everyone is dead because of me. That would make everything so much easier. That way I don't have to sit and read that shit. All right. Not all dumpsters are created equal. This is what I'd like you to do if you are in need of a dumpster and you are in West Michigan. You go to the website, dumpsterdiversllc.com. Okay. Uh, these are different than the dumpsters you've seen. And the price is a lot different too, because the price point is much lower. Typically, if you go to John's dumpster rental or whatever it is, you're going to get this short, long dumpster that takes up your entire driveway. And it looks like hell while you throw shit in it. All right, great. You're cleaning out your uh, your uh, junk, but what you're paying for is a weight that you can't possibly achieve in that dumpster with stuff from your home. I don't care if you're ripping off a roof. Okay? So you're paying for a weight that you will not achieve. With dumpster divers, you're going to have a lower price point and you 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 just won't pay as much because whatever however you fill the damn thing up, the high-walled Short dumpster, short in length dumpster, which doesn't take up nearly as much room. Uh, it, it just can't do it. It's just, it's just not enough space. If you were to load it with lead, maybe. In the event that you are past the price point, they will um, uh, charge you a little bit more, and you'll still be paying a lot less than the other guys. And these are all brand new dumpsters. They take care of them. They actually wash their dumpsters. Okay, it's all about image. You don't want some guy showing up in a rickety piece of shit truck dropping off your stupid dumpster that's going to look like hell, an eyesore in your driveway that you're paying way too much for. DumpsterDiversLLC.com. They're right there. Two dudes that work together. They used to work at two men in a truck, and they said, you know what? Let's get into this industry. Call or text them at 616-375-9962. Outstanding reviews from our customers. Take a look. Greg, excuse me, wrote professional, prompt, kind and pleasant, plus being the least expensive of seven businesses contacted. Trucks and dumpsters are unusually clean for this type of business. This is an actual customer. You can see Greg Conlin wrote this. Uh, Shows they are conscientious about maintaining their equipment. Uh, parentheses, low overhead, and leaving a good impression on you and potential customers. Best I've dealt with in over 47 years, will use again and recommend without hesitation. Uh, uh, actually, Greg's wife wrote that, Michelle, on Greg's review, his Google, his Google review. They show up in uniforms, uh, clean. They don't look like shit. They're not like a couple of grease monkeys. Oh, yeah, go ahead, take your stupid dumpster. Uh, Ryan wrote this two months ago. I was in need of a serious spring clean-out. I had seen neighbors use Dumpster Divers LLC, 
and also Kyle's one-of-a-kind Facebook marketing. I reached out to Kyle and had a dumpster lined up in no time at all. I even went so far as to challenge his bin placement skills. Kyle threaded the needle and made it look easy doing so. Their short-length, slightly higher side bins allow them to place them in the tightest of spots. This allowed me to work day, night, sun, winter, rain in the comfort of my own garage. Best part is there are no witness, witness marks. Witness marks? In the concrete that a dumpster has ever touched my driveway. All these great reviews. My God. Page after page of excellent reviews for Dumpster Divers LLC. They also do this. They uh, First of all, they do uh, junk removal uh, for you. And uh, we reuse, recycle, and repurpose, they say. And uh, part of that is when, they, when the dumpster shows up and you fill it, they then take it. They're going to look at what you threw out. Hang on. And if there's something in there that's worth uh, removing, they're going to, and they're going to donate it. That happens all the time. Thus, the uh, dumpster diver's name. They do go through your junk after you throw it out. Thank you, Dumpster Divers LLC, online at dumpsterdiversllc.com. Please mention me when you bang on their door. Again, the number. To reach them, uh, you can reach out to these guys at 616-375-9962. Call or text. All right. One more thing here. Uh, I now have two cars that need oil changes, and I'm going to take them to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Now, yeah, I can do, I can do the DIY thing on my, on my old rig. That I can handle. But anything beyond that, man, I just don't feel safe doing it on my own. And it's affordable, and it's just so quick and painless when you take your car to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV for any of your car repair needs. Okay, this is a top-of-the-line place that repairs uh, cars. And and the techs are constantly getting uh, updated um, uh, schooling and education to make sure that they are well-versed in whatever it is that they are working on servicing Asian, domestic, and European models. The only thing they don't like to work on is Volkswagens. But uh, other than that, Irvines.com, E-R-V-I-N-E-S.com. Irvines.com, check them out online. They also have amazing Google reviews. Uh, But, uh, yeah, don't just take my word for it. Take the word of the people that also work with them that aren't paid to do this. Yes, they're paying me to do this, but I also take my cars to Irvines. Our cars get repaired at Irvines. Okay, let us get in to the Michigan football mess. Oh, boy, this broke last night. Now, there has been a lot of talk about this one particular doctor by the name of Robert Anderson. He died in 08. Bo Schembechler died in 06. There's been a lot of talk about accusations about this doc, Robert Anderson. So much so that more than 900 student-athletes have uh, been uh, rallying and uh, the, the beginning the process of filing suit, if they haven't already. So I'm kind of just going to pick and choose off of this article from ESPN. It broke last night. It's been just going like crazy, especially around here. Everybody's talking about it, and this is, this is horrible. This is absolutely horrible. Hang on. I need a drink before I get into this. Okay. Bo Schembechler's son, adopted son, Matt, he's 62 now. He uh, 
is coming out now and saying that um, this doctor, Robert Anderson, uh, molested him when he was 10 years old. Okay. And he's also saying that he went to his dad, uh, Bo Schembechler, who did adopt him when he was young, and said, Dad, Robert Anderson molested me. And Bo flipped out. Oh, my God. This is terrible. It was a physical exam that happened in the 1960s. And uh, he's saying that the revered coach ignored the complaint of his adopted son and went out of his way to make sure that Anderson kept his role with the team. He said he was sexually molested by Anderson when he was 10 within a year, within a year of when his adopted father was hired to coach the Wolverines and his family moved to Ann Arbor. So this is like year one. Matt said Anderson fondled him and did, quote, an anal probe when he visited the doctor for a sports physical prior to joining the Pee Wee football team. God, according to Matt, when he shared those details with Bo, the coach told him he did not want to hear about it and then got physically violent with both Matt and his mother. Quote, that was the first time he closed fist punched me. Matt Schembechler tells ESPN. It knocked me all the way across the kitchen. Okay. I will say right now, recklessly, uh, that I believe him 100%, and I believe that everything he is saying is 100% true. I do. I believe that. It's a horrible, traumatic thing that happened to him 52 years ago. And for him to have the bravery to come out now and say it, basically indicting your 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 late father and who's not here to defend himself. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely believe this guy. He plans to address his claims further in a news conference today alongside two former Michigan football players who say they also attempted to warn Bo about Anderson's abuse. Anderson and Bo Schembechler both died years before any claims about these issues became public. Anderson worked at Michigan from 1966 through 03. Uh, Incredible. 66 through 03. During the majority of his uh, time at the school, he worked closely with the athletic department, treating athletes' injuries and conducting annual physicals. Hundreds of former patients, many of them Wolverine athletes, now say that Anderson sexually abused and harassed them in a variety of ways during the treatment of routine medical issues. That This happens with doctors all the time. They'll do like a routine medical issue, and then they'll they'll do something that they're not supposed to do. I used to work in radio with a couple of people who had this exact same thing happen to them, and they were in their 30s or 20s. I had one guy in his 30s and the other was in his 20s who the doc was giving them a physical and stuck his finger in their keister. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. That You shouldn't have had that happen. And uh, I think they, they, they just went along with it, and I think that that might be part of the problem. Uh People too often just assume that the doctor knows best. And in fact, he might have a hard on the whole time he's doing the damn thing. Wow. Uh, in interviews and court documents, Anderson's former patients say the doctor assaulted them, fondled them, and made an array of inappropriate sexual comments, among many other examples of misconduct. Bo Schembechler, as I indicated, died 
After a letter from a former university wrestler prompted a 2018 police investigation, the university hired the law, uh, a law firm in 2020 to determine how prior complaints about Anderson were handled. But this is a bombshell because you have the son, uh, albeit adopted son, doesn't matter. It's his son. Bo Schembechler took care of Matt Schembechler, who Matt Schembechler say, no, my dad was horrible. He beat the shit out of me. He would punch me, punch my mother. I, I, I turned to him for protection after this doctor molested me. My dad punched me with a closed fist. Holy fuck. If that's the case, if I'm Michigan and I find this out, uh, yeah, I, I would I would go the extra mile to talk to Matt Schembechler. And, I mean, if I ran the school, the first thing I would do is rip down that Bo Schembechler fucking statue immediately and any uh, type of connection to this piece of shit for all of this. Uh, Matt Schembechler, not the first to allege that Bo knew about Anderson's abuse. A former student radio announcer said last summer, that he told the coach about Anderson in the early 1980s. Several former football players also have told investigators that they spoke to Bo about Anderson's treatment with varying degrees of specificity. That's hard for me to say, specificity, when they were playing at Michigan. Matt Schembechler told the ESPN he had a a rocky relationship with Bo throughout their shared lives. Matt sued dad and the school in the late 90s over a dispute about a sports memorabilia company matt was running uh they're adding this for context to show that hey maybe there's something there i don't know i don't believe that uh around that time he shared some of the details of his upbringing in a gq magazine article that framed bo as a bully at home and on the practice field wow 2014, the school commissioned what it calls a larger-than-life-size bronze statue of Schembechler. It now sits in front of the football team's practice facility. I think it's called, isn't it called, like, Schembechler Hall or some shit? Fucking A. If you find out that Bo knew, Bo knows, Bo knew that um, his son had the doc's finger in his butthole and didn't do anything about it, my God. All those people that were molested over the years. Hang on a second. I need a drink. And And there's definitely more to this. Other former players, including Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, have said that they believe Bo would have taken action if he was presented with evidence that Anderson was molesting his patients. So Jim Harbaugh is saying that Matt Harbaugh is a liar. He also adopted Chip and Jeffrey after marrying their mother, Millie, Millie Schembechler, in 68. Bo and Millie later had one more son named Glenn. Matt told ESPN that his mother visited Don Canham, then the university's AD, shortly after they told Bo about Anderson's abuse. Matt, who was still 10 at the time, said he remembers his mother saying Canham was prepared to fire Anderson, but that Bo intervened. Bo went to bat for Anderson and got him back working again, Matt said. He wasn't going to have anybody change his team. Anderson continued to treat Michigan athletes for more than 30 years, nearly 900 of his former patients have retained legal counsel and claim that they were abused by him. Matt also has hired an attorney and is suing Michigan. Millie is dead. Canham, the former AD, is dead. I think that this is so far gone. So many people are deceased now. I don't know how you... I think that this could be just kind of like he said, she said. You know, I don't understand... Uh, if all the people involved who can actually um, 
you know, be be uh, uh, talked to our deceased. I don't know how there's any resolution to this. Glenn Schembechler, who is the natural, the uh, biological son of Bo, excuse me, and Millie, who goes by Shemmy and his Bo's. He previously told ESPN he was certain no one ever told his father about Anderson's abuse. So he's saying this is all bullshit. Uh, I can tell you unequivocally, no one ever told Bo, Glenn Schembechler said last summer. Bo would have done something. Bo would have fired him. That's weird that you call your dad Bo. I don't call my dad Rob. I call my dad Dad. Matt Schembechler said he remembers hearing other athletes talk about Anderson while growing up around the football program, but that he never shared the details of what happened to him with anyone else because it was embarrassing. I mean, who would want to tell that that they got that the doc put a finger? Well, I would. I would tell if a doc put a finger up my butt. But I don't know. That's that's just weird. Hell, when I got molested. I didn't even know I was molested until I said uh, some guy grabbed my dick in a bathroom at camp when I was 10 years old. And everybody looked at me like, holy shit, you were molested. I went, was I molested? Yeah, you were molested. Weird. He said he didn't raise the issue with his father again because Bo made it clear it was not to be talked about. And that's, I don't know why, but that just seems to me like something that a that an old-school 1960s football coach would do. I just picture Bo Beckler walking around the house with a, with a yellow short-sleeve collared shirt with the, the, the Block M hat with, like, a whistle around his neck and the stupid shorts that come up mid-thigh with the socks pulled up high with cleats on walking around the house. Matt Schembechler said there were two other times he visited this guy Anderson uh, for sports physicals. Once in high school and once before starting his freshman season as an actual football player at Western Michigan University. Um, Matt Schembechler said Anderson went for the guy's dick in meeting number two. And uh, Schembechler, Matt, Schem- uh, Matt Schembechler grabbed his hand. He said Anderson attempted uh, to move towards his genitals. He grabbed his hand. And stopped him in that one. And then after that, he did not attempt to molest him in the third and final visit. Okay, that's all weird. Okay, you you do the second physical when you're in high school. You stopped it. Why would you go back for the third one? That's a, I think that's a fair question to ask Matt Schembechler. I don't know. Maybe you're worried about your dad. I mean, who knows what was running through his head. Um, so I stopped him the second time. The third time, I didn't let him touch me. Matt said he is coming forward now to try to let people know that you cannot abuse people and get away with it, no matter how many football games you won. He said he do- does not feel strongly about how about how he doesn't feel strongly about how Bo's coaching legacy should be remembered by the university or its fans. Well, in my opinion, if this is all true, fuck this guy. Who gives a shit? He was a great coach. He made a lot of people happy. He made a ton of money for the University of Michigan, filling that stadium up. He provided for most of those kids that played for him a great experience. Maybe it was the greatest experience of their life, Matt told ESPN. I think he was a horrible human being. What now? You know, you basically just have Matt Schembechler saying saying this, and I, I mean, who knows if anything can happen further. Like I said, with so many people being deceased in this, I doubt uh I doubt anything would uh would come of it. But my god. 
Chris says time to cancel Bo. Vacate the wins. Uh, Terry says Bo knows child abuse. Adam says Harbaugh sucks. Kenny says that guy's a POS. Why do people protect these types of scumbags? And closed fist punched his adopted son, 10 years old, across the room. Man, fuck that guy. Holy shit. Yeah, who would make that story up, you know? I mean, in all of my years of parenting, I know unequivocally there isn't one child of the three that I've raised that could ever say anything that would make me go, uh-oh. You know, they and there's there, there's no way if and if they ever didn't make up something like that, my God, it would be it would be so terrible. I just don't believe for one second that Matt Schembechler is making any bit of this up. I believe he absolutely did all of these things. It just it just make it just fits for me. I picture that fat fuck on the sidelines, you know, uh, win at any cost. You know, that's the way it seems to be or at least was. I don't know if it's like that now. I think we've come a long way, but uh, boy, what a terrible, terrible story. Uh, I think that this is right up there uh, with in magnitude of Nasser, of Sandusky, and any other story that has something to do with this. And I, I just don't understand how people could have been so ridiculous and how they treat others. Absolutely terrible. Um. If you have any opinions about this, Eric at EricZaneShow.com, I would love to hear what you have to say. It's just my opinion. Uh, you, you can take it or leave it. But this is gruesome. This is, to me, something that's like, oh, fuck, I don't ever want to root for this university ever again. And I don't. I mean, I don't have a team that I really root for. I used to actually root for Michigan. I used to love Shem Beckler, But then as I got older, I, I, I just wasn't into it anymore. And I, uh, But, uh, you know... Are you going to have, like, the Michigan blinders on? Are you going to be the type of person? Because I know there's a lot of Michigan fans that listen to this show, you know? And, uh, I mean, does that, does that change it for you? Or are you – or are you, I mean, is, that, is it just going to be his word against Michigan's? And if that's the case, are you just going to, like, shrug and say, yeah, go blue? Because I think it's terrible. I think the university needs to stand up and indict Bo Schembechler for all of this and believe the victims – and start to turn this around and try not, and, and then don't fight it, you know, investigate it as best you can. Uh, 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 try to repair the relationship with all these victims uh, in, a, in a legal sense. And yes, pay these people some money and start to turn this around. That's what Penn State has had to do. And uh, that's what Michigan State is going to have to do. And this is what Michigan could do. Kenny says, I think it would depend on how they handle it all from here, right? Absolutely. What are you going to do? Are you going to dig your heels in and say, we do not believe Matt Schembechler? I mean, who the fuck is just going to go and make that up? Or are you going to go and try to destroy his credibility and, uh, and you, know, you paint him in a negative light? I don't know. In my opinion, whenever I hear about these types of abuses, I always just assume guilty in, until proven innocent. And I, I, maybe that's a fault of mine, but it's, it's just too much for me. My God, what a bombshell story. Horrible. Hang on, need a drink. Okay. Oh, man. 
Okay, we've got um, some more good stuff I want to get to. Uh, less heavy, but that was just the worst. Let's get to the kid who is, uh, man, I just love this kid. I've reached out to his mom trying to uh, get him and his mother on the phone. You got a kid named Bryson uh, Killiman who lives uh, part of the year in Michigan, part of the year in Virginia. Mom and dad are divorced and remarried. And the kid got a puppy. Oh, my God. He got a puppy, a beautiful Rottweiler lab mix. In fact, I'll show it to you. Take a look here at this uh, at this dude. He just loves his dog. Check him out. Look at He's there with his pooch. Look at the great dog. The dog has a collar with a bow tie, and that kid is so happy. Holy shit, man. The best day in the world when he got his puppy dog. I can understand that. Well, the dog got sick. And the kid overheard a conversation that they weren't going to be able to treat the dog, okay? The dog got some type of, I think it was Parvo. And uh, according to the uh, kid, like I said, he's just he's probably like eight years old. That's what it says, eight years old. At four months, his dog named Bruce, Bruce, got sick with Parvo. He didn't want to play one day, Bryson said. Then he started to get slower and he didn't want to play. Parvo is a virus in dogs. It can be treated if you act quickly, but multiple nights at the vet was going to be tough for Bryson's family to afford. Okay, I know that. That's when Bryson um, got the idea to act. And so he decided that he was going to sell all his Pokemon cards on the side of the road to raise money for for his best pal, his dog, Bruce. Oh, my God. So there's images now uh, in this story. Um, if you look, of him like, uh, oh, shit, I thought it was here, but it's not. Okay, no, I've, I've got it. There's an image here. Oh, fuck. Hang on. I'm screwing this up already. Sorry. There's an image here of him uh, of, uh, on the side of the road, Pokemon for sale. And then there's a GoFundMe. And by the way, $19,700 raised of the $800 goal. Yes! You're thinking, oh my God, his kid's rolling in dough. It could be a setup. In my opinion, he should have wrote Pokemon cards for sale to save my dog's life. That would have been even... He probably got $0 from the actual sale of the Pokemon cards, because I know if I'm driving by and I see Pokemon for sale and the kid's sitting there uh, as waiting out the day in the sweltering heat, I am not going to stop. But the story caught fire, and that's good because uh, everybody came out of the woodwork and is now helping this kid, okay? Uh, so the, kid, the dog has uh, Parvo, and there the kid is on the side of the road trying to sell the Pokemon cards. He has made more than enough money through the sales and a GoFundMe page. Not only was he able to save Bruce, the dog, but he is now helping other families going through the same thing. On June 27th, the family will be holding a fundraiser for Bryson's Cause, a kid at Warp Zone Comics in Riverview, Michigan. So if you look at this GoFundMe, how awesome is this? Just a boy trying to save his dog. This is absolutely fantastic. I love this story. My uh, baby's puppy is very sick, and so they, they did this. Look at this dog. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> and uh, 
Oh my, that face. Holy shit. Oh, this is this is incredible. $19,700 and so now with all the extra money, they're going to use that for a very worthy cause. Um, to help other people in the same scenario, we hope. Now, I mean, I just hope it doesn't get ruined and some uh, uh, unscrupulous idiot ends up keeping the money for themselves. I mean, I, I want to keep my my faith in humanity restored. So please don't blow the money on something. Don't don't wind up buying a car that you aren't supposed to have. More than twenty thousand uh, dollars, or about twenty thousand dollars, has been raised right now. Great story. I love that. I'll link it up if you want to help out, but all right. Going back to the last story about uh, Bo, Nick says, I lost interest in all sports from the pedo gymnastics doctor to the pedo football coach. These people are worshipped for what exactly? A GD game protecting protecting the scum because they coach good? Yeah. Chris says, Bruce is the best name for a dog. Eric always says it is Pokemon. Well, what, what the, how the fuck else am I supposed to say it? Are you suggesting that I'm saying it wrong? Do you actually get in arguments, Kenny, with, with people about how to pronounce Pokemon? What? I, I, how do you, what? He says that, hey, that's not how you say it. What do you mean it's not how you say it? It's not set. It's a P-O-K-E-M-O-N is not Pokemon. What the fuck? Uh, how are you supposed to say it? Who the fuck gets bent out of shape over how somebody says Pokemon? Are you suggesting I, I have to say something like Pokemon? Who gives a fuck? You're the only person in the world who would fire off a Google review over how I say Pokemon. Pokemon. Pokemon is correct, right? Yeah, I'm not changing it. Not my fault you play with these cards and, you know, with probably kids and know exactly more... Kenny probably knows more about po- Pokemon than he needs to. Now it's in my head. I keep wanting to say Pokemon. Or uh, how else can I say it? Either Pokemon or Pokemon. I don't think there's a right way to say it. Hold on. I'll type this in. Pokemon Pro. Shit. Pokemon Pronunciation. Pokemon. Oh, shit. Let me do that again. Pokemon. Pokemon. So Pokemon, not Pokemon. Pokemon. All right, fine. Congratulations, you won. Yeah, man, I may have lost every other argument I've ever had, but I'm going to win this one, son of a bitch. Pokemon is what it is. Don't fucking say it wrong. Ow, oh, my back. All right, fine. You're right. I'm wrong. Pokemon. 
Kate says, what? Who cares? Wasn't this about the kid? Yes, leave it to you, you fucking dummy. Here we have this great story about the kid selling his Pokemon cards. Uh, unbelievable gesture to save his puppy dog. Josh writes, flashback to four to five years ago when him and OJ were constantly debating this on BBL. Really? We were? I don't remember that. Then Kenny says, shut up, Kate. I'm surprised you don't tell you don't tell Kate to fuck off or something way harsh or over the top. Yeah, suck my dick, bitch. <laughs> fuck you. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fuck off, Kate, you fucking whore. <laughs> Fuck you. Unfriended. Patriot Nick writes, this was the one that turned it around for him. Eric straight up right. I can't read it. I don't even know why I didn't pre-read it. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't want to remember that. Okay. Um, you got to see this video, and um, I'll link it up in the show notes. You can check it out for yourself. Um, oh, fuck. Where is it now? I don't think I'm going to get it. All right. I th- thought you were going to see it, but now you're not. It was a video. Okay, I'll just talk about it. It's a video of a guy in Africa on safari, and he's driving in a car, and you see an elephant come running right towards the front of the vehicle. Hold on a second. I got I to do this. You've got to see this. Elephant rams. Rams car. No. Waste of my time. What am I doing? Goes running at this car, and he's got the he's got huge tusks, and he hits he rams the car. He's pissed off about something. He's on a rampage, and it it destroys the car. You see the the the, the hood crumple up, and then they do uh, they they cut to the guy who's driving the damn thing, and you see his face as the thing as the thing runs into view. You see he gets this horrified look on his face, like oh my god. He puts it in reverse, starts driving in reverse like fucking Jurassic Park. This son of a bitch destroys the car. It was incredible. Uh, obviously can't play it now because I'm stupid, but it was absolutely incredible. You got to see this. Patriot Nick writes, Pokemon pronunciation, the hill Kenny is willing to die on. Kenny writes so great that Siri said it right and wrecked his whole world to the extent that he had to attack me. Well, yeah. Chris writes, I love this. Kenny's wrong, and it's a half-hour tangent, but he's right once, and it's, yeah, whatever, you're right for once. All right, you'll, but, then, but then you attack Kate for some reason. What the hell? Dumbass. How can you attack Kate? She's the best. One of the sweetest people on God's green earth. Thanks again to Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling, who I know is in the audience enjoying the show. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate you. 
aeheatingcooling.net or call them at 616-516-8579. If you're finally looking to, uh, all right, uh, bite the bullet, you need an air conditioner installed. This doesn't have to be such a traumatic, expensive experience. Now, if you call the other guys, uh, like Joe used to work for the man. Now he is the man. Back when he worked for the man, if you called about getting a new air conditioner installed, you'd have the uh, like a tech or two come into your home and a salesman. The salesman would come in and try to get you to buy as much as humanly possible. Okay? You need this. You have to have this. And they did a pretty good job at it. Okay? Getting you to spend a lot more than you need. And uh, I actually fell, fell to that um, and, and uh, ended up purchasing some things that I really didn't really need in the house. Now that I have it, I'm, I'm glad that I have it. But I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't really looking for that. Um, Joe doesn't operate that way. If you want air conditioning, you get air conditioning. I want you to please go and bang on the door of any other companies and get estimates and then bang on Joe's door. That's all I ask in these ads is that you just give him a try and he will beat the other guys. If he doesn't tell him and he will do it. Okay. That's like a guarantee of the lowest price. Okay. Irvine's I'm sorry, A&E Heated and Cooling. I'm, I'm circling the drain. I apologize. A&E Heated and Cooling, getting sponsors mixed up. Call them at 616-516-8579. Thanks again to uh, Thad Bond at Sarah Honda Granville for committing to another quarter of marketing on the Eric St. Show podcast. This has been a wonderful, wonderful uh, relationship, and I'm just so glad that uh, if you are in, in need of a new Honda, or a certified pre-owned car or a used car, you can get it at uh, Sarah Honda Granville. Shop online, sarahondagranville.com. That's S as in Sam, E-R-R-A, granville.com. And uh, shop online for a new or uh, certified pre-owned Honda car. If you want shop in person, they are on Kenowa Avenue in West Michigan, right next to the Cracker Barrel, across from the old car wash. You can't miss them. Honda cars are the best. They run forever. Thank you, Sarah Honda Granville. All right. Got some audio I want to play for you. Three clips. Thank you to Peter Meyer for the first clip. He didn't send it to me directly, uh, but he did tweet a funny uh, video of him taking uh, anything metal like paper clips and keys and putting it onto his forehead to see if it sticks. Uh, he did that video tweet in response to a clip that is going around of some lady talking to, I believe it's some uh, 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 governmental hearing in the state of Ohio where a lady is speaking to uh, some bigwig in the legislature about the vaccine. And this stupid bitch is talking about uh the vaccine contains magnets in it or metal. And once you put it into you, the vaccine, you become a magnet. I swear to God, this is what this stupid bitch said. And some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF frequencies. That was sorry. That is the lady who's interviewing the dumb bitch. And uh, she says, yeah, explain uh, explain EMF frequencies to me, dumb bitch. And then dumb bitch tries to. And some of the information that I think had been discussed on your podcast related to EMF frequencies. That was a thought. 
And, and it was you, I mean, because now, because right now that? we're all kind of um, hypothesizing. I mean, what is it that's actually being transmitted that's causing all of these things? Is it a combination of the protein, which now we're finding has a metal attached to it? I'm sure oh, it you've does. seen the pictures all over the internet no. of people who've had these shots and now they're magnetized. Oh. They can put a key on their forehead, it sticks. They can put spoons and forks all over oh, them and sure. they can stick. Sure they because can. now we think that there's a metal piece to that. There's been people who've long suspected that there was some sort of an interface yet to be defined an interface between what's being injected in these shots and all of the 5G towers. Not proven yet, but we're trying to figure out what is it that's being transmitted to these unvaccinated people. The ease at which she is making this ludicrous point is shocking to me. She sounds very thoughtful and together and and, uh, uh, well-versed in this stupidity. She sounds like she, like this is this sounds to I she really believes this. She believes that they're injecting magnets into you and that you can stick keys and metal on your on your head. I mean, uh, even if it, even if they were putting uh, a metal, uh, even if it is metal into you, which they're not putting any metal into you, uh, just because metals in your body doesn't mean shit's going to stick to you. That is how magnets work. I've listened to ICP. Okay, so she is suggesting that there's a magnet in the fucking vaccine. Holy shit. And in the background, you see people, they're, they're like nodding. They're like going, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. She's got it. Oh, my God. Uh, full disclosure, Patriot Nick sent me this. It's a lady on TikTok who posted this video of Jen Psaki saying something stupid. And then uh, she then references, I guess she's going to have to circle back on this. Uh, Jen Psaki is, I, I, I don't know the context of this one. It's just a clip of her, but it doesn't matter because what she's saying sounds stupid, without a doubt. This is what Jen Psaki says. And again, I play this. I play this uh, because if it, uh, if you know, if it's dumb and sounds stupid and you sound like an asshole, I don't give a shit what side you're on. You know where I am. I, 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 I change all the time. I said earlier in this podcast, I am left of center right now. I used to be right of center right now. I am left of center. I hate it when she looks like an asshole or anybody looks like an asshole because the the way I'm thinking right now, okay? She looks like an asshole here. Listen to this. I will say we're not taking advice from former President Trump or most of the Republicans who are criticizing us on this given they were all sitting there while we created this problem we walked into. Okay, I don't know the context. I don't know what, what problem she's talking about. But she actually said, we created a problem. I will say we're not taking advice from former... Referring to Democrats. President Trump or most of the Republicans who are criticizing us on this, given they were all sitting there while we created this problem we walked into. (laughs) We created this problem that we walked into is probably something she wishes she could take back. Uh. Talking about the magnets, Tyler says, I have seen... So many idiots on Facebook talking about this. I have no words for the stupidity. Terry says, we never know what side you are on. Mitchell says, those videos are a joke. People lick the coin first, then it sticks to you. So dumb. Adam says, I wish I was magnetized after I got my shots. I could be like Magneto. Nick says, these people are the definition of stupid. 
Absolutely. Terry says, concerning Jen Psaki, we don't need context. We get it. Thank you for your thoughts. Okay. The last bit of audio I want to play for you is I mentioned this when I was talking to Deggy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hang on. When I was talking to Deggy, the Tigers game yesterday. Um, uh, game is tied at three in the bottom of the ninth. Tigers are playing at home. And uh, Isaac uh, Paredes is, is, is swings and just hits one, he crushes it. And it's got to be a walk-off home run. Okay, uh, Tigers have a man on first. They're going to win 5-3. to three. And Jake Fraley, the left fielder for the Mariners, he goes running up to the wall, and I don't know how he managed to do it because it looked like the most unathletic thing. I think he jumped half an inch off the ground. But he managed to time it perfectly, and he brings the ball back. And the Mariners end up winning in extra innings. Uh, what's uh, awesome about this is the call. I love it when this happens. The announcer uh, uh, loses his shit because he, he this is the Mariners announcer. I mean, he loses his shit thinking that the game is over. And then Fraley of the Mariners of his team makes the catch and his voice cracks. He's so pumped up. By the way, Fraley, after he made the catch, he threw it in uh, and they doubled up the uh, guy who was at first who couldn't get back in time. Check this out. I will say we're not taking advice from... Okay, now that's, uh, that is wrong. What an asshole. Circle back on that one. That's embarrassing. I will say we're not taking it. Fuck. I was playing Jen Psaki again. It's embarrassing. There you go. Pretty funny, actually. Paredes clubs this to left field. Fraley lead. God dang it. Paredes clubs this to left field. Fraley leaps in. Fraley made the catch. Are you serious? Shed gets two. That is great. Wow. Unreal. <laughs> Paredes clubs this to left field. Fraley leaps in. Fraley made the catch. Are you serious? Shed gets two. You hear the Tiger fans go, ah, they thought it was going to be a walk-off. Wow. Unreal. (laughs) All right. That's your stupid audio for the day. All pretty good. Thank you so much uh, for sending those along. I appreciate it. All right. Let's think about this. We've got the asshole of the day right around the corner. I think it's no mistaking, or I think it's a a uh, complete one-sided affair as to who is the asshole of the day. We'll get to that in just a moment. First off, thanks again. If you've ever um, uh, uh, reached out to me about getting information, about getting your uh, business sponsored on the podcast, uh, that's all I ask. If you have a business, I would love you to reach out to me about how with the reach of my show, through the live streams, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and the audio podcast, I can put you front and center. God, why can't I talk today? Front and center in front of a ton of people to uh, raise the bar and get you more business, okay? I'm, a, I'm affordable. I can work within your budget no matter what it is, small or large. I can help you. Let me help your business. Let me tell you how it works, too. All you have to do is reach out, eric at ericsaintshow.com. We can make that happen. That doesn't cost you anything. Just takes a little bit of time for you to read what I have to tell you. 
And then uh, maybe we can work something out. All my deals are handshake deals. There is no pressure. A lot of times people will reach out to me and they're not even getting on the air or on the podcast for like four or five, six months. I take my time and all of these, there is no pressure whatsoever. Reach out Eric at ericsaneshow.com. There's no red tape. It's very, very simple. Okay. Like my man Dale Everett at uh, Superior Cleaning and Power Washing, Throat Slash Dale, working very hard to earn your business. He is the uh, uh, most affordable and works the hardest when it comes to power washing your home, your driveway, uh, your landscaping bricks, whatever it may be. Let Dale do the power washing. Uh, get an estimate from Dale. Just reach out to him. Call or text 231-740-4098, 231-740-4098. Find him on Facebook, Superior Cleaning and Power Washing. He also cleans restaurants, so all the customers go home, all the workers go home. It's closing time to the next morning. That's when the restaurant gets clean. Scrubbing everything, okay? You know those spots where the grease accumulates over the griddle? Dale has to clean those. They have to stay clean, okay? Superior cleaning and power washing. Cornhole America. Get Dad a set of cornhole boards for Father's Day. Father's Day is fast approaching. A set of customized cornhole boards. Go to cornholeamerica.com. Find out how you can uh, uh, get a set of customized cornhole boards. Now, they don't have to be customized. You can get their logo, which is that right there over my uh, shoulder uh, on there. And that's uh, probably the most affordable. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. These are, uh, these are more expensive than anything you'll get in the store but they are also the highest quality made. You will never, ever have to buy another set of cornhole boards. The stuff you buy at the store, they're junk. The bags are going to rip. They're shitty. They're gonna, they're, the boards are going to break, okay, when your stupid cousin falls over drunk on them, okay? Uh, get them from Cornhole America the last forever. Based in beautiful Cedar Springs, Michigan, and sending them anywhere in the United States, Cornhole America, online at cornholeamerica.com. Finally, Last but certainly not least, Steve Prince at Prince Arming. He's got a class coming up right around the corner. The next event is Saturday, June 19th. It's $125 for the CPL CCW class. You take one day, pay him the money, all the classwork. You're going to watch a video. You're going to get range time. You're going to take a test. You're going to pass. You're going to get the certificate that you take to your county in Michigan, and you can then apply for your concealed pistol license uh, permit, okay? And that's all That's all you got to do. You don't even need to own a gun to take this class. I, If you don't own a gun, I don't recommend buying one until you pick the brain of Steve. And he, can, he has several different uh, guns you can try out, um, you know, rent while you're there to get a feel for them. And like a, a lady's hand might require a, a different style of gun, uh, than a big giant man who wants you know something that is is larger. It it, it all just depends on personal preference. Anyway, all your questions are ans- uh, answered when you uh, bang on the door of Steve Prince, retired U.S. Army major. Steve Prince, learn from the best in West Michigan. Six one six two zero four one seven zero five. Okay. Asshole of the day is brought to you by. TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. Got Shembeckler's too long of a last name. 
It's also brought to you by J- uh, JM Synthetics. Buy your oils and lubes for all of your um, for cars, trucks, uh, heavy-duty, watercraft, side-by-sides, whatever it may be, and a whole lot more at jmsynthetics.com. They sponsor the asshole of the day, who without a doubt it is Bo Schembechler. I don't give a shit about jury or anything like that. Uh, Bo knows cover-up. Bo knows child abuse. And fuck that guy. Screw you, Bo Schembechler. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Chris says Bo without a doubt. The Duchess of New Jersey says, sorry to wreck your Pokemon fantasies, Kenny. Pokemon, Pokemon. I forget now. Kenny says, hey, it was a tangent. They happen and they're fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, Kenny says, clearly asshole of the day is Kate. Kate. How can you call Kate an asshole? Are you crazy? We were having fun laughing at Eric about Pokemon and she had to wreck it. Oh, she didn't wreck anything. Come on now. My God, horrible, awful, awful story. All right, folks, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, Patreon bonus starts in 57 minutes. Get to that. Till then, have a good one. Talk to you in a bit. If you sign up for my, um, sign up for Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane would be awesome. Five or 10 bucks a month. The Ben and Eric Patreon podcast happens tomorrow. Till 11 a.m. I'll talk to you just a bit. Have a good one, folks. Bye-bye.